You are listening to the CMC Podcast. Join us each week for messages designed to equip, inspire, and motivate. And now for today's message from Pastor Paul Kern. Well, Happy New Year. Happy New Year to everyone. Can you believe it? It is the year 2022. Now, I remember when I was in high school, and, and this is a long time ago. <laughs> this is back when the dinosaurs roamed the earth. We had typewriters, and um, we didn't even have whiteout paper. Y'all don't even know what that is. We, you know, we had the, the stuff you had to brush on, and there was no internet. There was no cell phones. There was none of that stuff, and I remember seeing movies that were talking about the year 2000, and I just thought, man, that is so cool. That's so sci-fi, because, you know, they had communicators like Star Trek, right? You know, they just tapped a little thing, and they would talk to people. And now I'm like, oh, my watch talking to people. And so we're, lit, we're literally living in the future. So it's just amazing the day and time that we live in. And, of course, I thought I would be dead and gone long before that ever happened. Um, but I'm glad. Now, we still don't have hoverboards. I'm waiting for that, you know, back to the future. We got to get the hoverboards and hopefully, the, well, the flying cars are already here, right? So it's just going to be a matter of time. We'll probably have a few of our members uh, flying one of those around, but man, just it, it's super, super exciting. So I want to welcome you to uh, our January 2nd, our first Sunday of our new year. And man, what a what a year of anticipation. I, I appreciate Tori talking about the year that is going to be ahead for us. And I want to encourage you this next Sunday, our lead pastor, Pastor Tim Brooks, is going to be sharing our vision for 2022. Every year we set a course, we set a vision, a direction that our church is going that we sense the Holy Spirit is leading us in. Josh and Tim and I have met several times and just gone over this and discussed this and talked about this. So we know what it is. You get to find out what it is next Sunday when you come, but we are really, really excited about what God has for us in this new year. But before we move into that, I want to help kind of get us off on the right foot into 2022. I think it's important that, you know, you, you kind of get yourself going in the right direction. You get some momentum up. One, one thing that I know is alignment always precedes assignment. Amen? And you can write that down. Alignment always precedes assignment. Now, God's got assignments for all of us, but there's some alignment that has to happen before that assignment can be birthed in our life or can be fulfilled in our life. So as we're starting out this new year, I want to talk about some things. Specifically, I want to talk about some things that need to be left behind in 2021 because there are some things that just need, need to be left behind. You know, like COVID would be a real good one for all of us to leave behind. And let's just keep praying for that, right? But then also there's some important things that we need to take with us into 2022. And so I want to talk about both of these here with us this morning. And, and I want to just start out by talking about what we need to leave behind. So if you're taking notes, the title of my message is what to leave behind and what to take forward. The first thing that I think is important for you to leave behind if you're going to move into and fulfill the assignment that God has for you in 2022 is you have to leave behind old history. 
old history. You know, this is a very spiritual thing that God uh, encourages all of us to do. As a matter of fact, Tori, when she stage host, she actually read one of the scriptures that I have as we're starting out this morning. If you want to write this down, Isaiah 43, verse 18 and 19. It says, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past, right? So that's very important. Now, we tend to, to skip that and go to, I'm doing a new thing, right? But it's very important if you're going to experience the new thing, you have to forget the old thing. You have to leave old history behind you. And, and, and I love what it says there. It, it says, see what I'm doing. I'm doing a new thing. It, now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? And I, I think this is one of the great things that I love about God. God's always doing a new thing. You know, if God wasn't doing new things, it would be boring, right? Life without new things is boring. Everybody likes new things. I mean, we, how many of y'all got new things as a Christmas gift? New clothes, new tech, new stuff. You know, it, it's new memories, new experiences. Everybody loves new things. And the scripture says, now it springs up. In other words, that new thing that God has for you in 2022, it's already in play. See, it's already in play. Well, Paul, how's it already in play? Well, before the foundations of the world, he knew you, right? God, God had a plan and a purpose lined out long before you were born into the world. As a matter of fact, purpose always precedes creation. And so before we ever came into being, there was a purpose. That was the reason that we were created. Our purpose was the reason that we came into being and we are here to fulfill our purpose. So it's very important that we understand that it's in play. It was in play before we came into this world. God's already got 2022 lined out for you because God is eternal. Can I have an amen? And it says, can you not perceive it? Now the truth is a lot of people can't. But God is the God who makes streams in the wasteland, right? He makes paths in the wilderness, the scripture says. And like I said, this is a spiritual thing. You know, you've, you've got to involve God in leaving old history behind. And, and, and I get it. I mean, you know, we can all look at, we can all look at our past and say, you know, I wish I had done that differently, right? Maybe you're a parent here today and you look back and you've raised your kids and, you, and there's maybe regrets that you have. Uh, we could have done something differently. We could have well, anybody can do that with hindsight. In every area of life, we always have, well, hindsight's twenty twenty, right? We, we, we all know the same, and it's very easy for us to say that, but in the moment, at the time, you gotta make the best decision that you know to make with the information that you have to make it with, and that's the best that you can do. And so I really want to encourage you here today, for some of you, you're gonna have to leave some old history behind if you're going to move forward into all that God has for you in this new year. See, you, and you do this by faith. Like I said, it's a spiritual thing. See, all of this, God has to be involved in this process. So this is a, this is a faith step, right? This is a faith step because it talks about, well, you know, Paul, I can't perceive it. I, I can't see it. That's right. You can't. We don't have the ability to see into the future, but guess who does? God does. And guess who's on our side? 
God's on our side. Guess who goes before us? Guess who hedges behind us? God is the one that does that in our lives. So by faith, you have to leave behind old history. You can't move into your future when you keep living in past history. And I really want to encourage some of you. You're going to have to let some things go. You're going to have to let some mistakes go. You're going to have to let some things that happened in your past, you're going to have to let them go. Are you focusing your attention more on old history or are you focusing your attention more on the greatness of God and the new things that God has for you in 2022? I think another thing that is very important to leave behind is old hurts. Man, now this is a big one for all of us. This is something that uh, I think is probably the most difficult thing for all of us to overcome and to leave behind is old hurts. Old hurts have a way of attaching themselves to you. You know, I remember when I was um, a kid growing up. Now, I, I wasn't a city kid. I was a country kid, okay? I grew up out in the country, and, and you know, kids in the country, they, they kind of play differently than kids in the city. Kids in the city go to parks and do stuff like that. Kids in the country, they find a creek, right? Or they find a, a mud hole or, <laughs> or, the, or a pond. And so I spent a whole lot of my time playing in creeks, playing in old ponds and swimming and doing. Well, I remember when I got my first introduction to leeches. Do y'all know what that is? Oh, they're disgusting. They're, they're like a slug. They're slimy, but they're bloodsuckers. So it's like an advanced level of a slug. <laughs> I don't know. They're, like, they're alien looking. And m my friend and I, and two or three other friends, we were all swimming in this pond. And, you know, when we got done swimming, I came up out of the water and I had a leech on my leg and a leech on the small of my back. And my friends were like, oh, what is that? And I was like, I don't know. What is it? I looked down and it's all slimy. Like, wow, what is that? You know, I didn't even know what it was. And then some of my friends had these leeches on them too. So we're like freaking out. Well, you go to try to pull those things off. Let me tell you something, buddy. That ain't easy. I mean, it's not easy. As a matter of fact, my dad had to teach us the two ways to get them off. One is with fire. <clears throat> you just take a, a cigarette lighter and light it. They'll let go real quick. And two is with salt. You just salt them. And I thought that was very interesting. Those leeches were latched hold of me. They were sucking the blood right out of me. And the only thing that would get them off was fire or salt, of which the Bible talks a lot about. Fire is a purifier and salt is a purifier. Both of them are. Now here's the thing, church. Old hurts are like leeches of my childhood. They try to attach themselves to you and literally they'll suck the life right out of you and prevent you from moving into all that God has for you in 20. 22, and I don't know what it may be for you. It may be someone who let you down. It may be someone who betrayed trust in your life. It may be someone who really hurt you. It may be an old wound. It, it may be the loss of someone that you loved in 2021. You know, we've had people who have lost people the last couple of years because of, of COVID and what happens. It, it may be even a hurt and disappointment a wound that you have in the Lord 
because you prayed and things didn't turn out like you hoped they would. And I think we've all experienced those moments in our life. I don't know what hurt that you're dealing with, but I want to release some words of faith to you here today as I speak to you as we enter 2022. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 and 18 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a, help me preach, a new creation. A new creation. It says, old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Now all things are of God, who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ. See, God is the only one who has the ability to make all things new for you in 2022. And the, and the, the thing is, church, you know, we have to cooperate with our healer in the process of being healed. Now listen, I understand. I know it's, it's, it's easy for me to stand up here and say, you're gonna have to let go of past hurts and past wounds. I understand that's easy for me to say. And I do recognize that it is a process. It's not just something you can just snap your fingers and instantly you're over it. No, this is a, a faith walk. This is uh, an obedience walk. This may be you um, saying, okay, I'm gonna walk in obedience and then my feelings are gonna have to catch up to that, that decision of faith and obedience that I have decided to walk in. But I wanna encourage you. I wanna encourage you, regardless of what hurt you or what you've experienced, God wants to heal that wound. God doesn't want his kids living wounded at all. And I want to encourage you to go into your prayer closet and spend some time in 2022. You know, I think uh, probably one of the most powerful and best things that, that all of us can do in 2022 is cultivate our prayer life. And I'm going to talk about that a little bit later into my sermon. But as we enter 2022, I want you to just really make it your intention to release anyone and anything that has hurt you. And here's something just practically that I encourage you to do. When you go into your prayer closet, and that prayer closet may be your car as you're on your way to work. It may be a, a location that you have around your house, or it could literally be a prayer closet or a room that you have. But as you're in there, I want you to say this out loud, out of your mouth. And if you're taking notes, you can write this down. God, I release this hurt and this disappointment. I forgive everyone and everything that has hurt me and that is holding me back. I release all resentment, anger, and hurt in the name of Jesus. And God, I forgive everyone who has ever hurt me. Now listen, this is the key to everything, church. This is the key to everything. It is one of the most powerful things that you can do in life. The scripture said it's for freedom that Christ set us free. And all hurt is, is a leech. It, it wants to attach itself to you, and it literally wants to suck the life right out of you. But I want to encourage you, release and forgive in the name of Jesus. The third thing that I think is important that we leave behind is old habits. Old habits. Man, you know, <laughs> we all have them. It, it, it's something 
you know, we all have to deal with. For, for, for example, probably one that we all need to leave behind is all the sweets that we've been eating for the last two or three weeks being the end of Christmas. Man, we've all indulged ourselves in pecan pie and apple pie and chocolate pie and brownies and cakes and candy and all, you know, all kinds of incredibly delicious good foods. But there's just some things that are important that, that we leave behind. I think one of the most effective and powerful ways that we move beyond old habits is through prayer and fasting. And the scripture talks a lot about this. As a matter of fact, Isaiah 58 verse 6 says, Is not this the kind of fasting I have chosen? To loose the chains of injustice and untie the cords of the yoke to set the oppressed free, and to break every yoke. And fasting and prayer breaks chains. It unties cords. It sets oppressed people free. It looses prisoners. That's what prayer and fasting does. And, you know, I don't know what it may be for you. It may be foods that you eat. It may be, um, you, you know, routines that you have. Maybe, maybe your sleeping routine is really not healthy. It could be things that you stream, things that you watch. It could be social media. I, I don't know what it might be for you. It could be thoughts that you've allowed just to run free through your mind and you haven't brought them under control. But whatever those old habits are, once again, <clears throat> alignment precedes assignment. God has assignments for all of us, but there's going to have to be some alignment for that to happen. Can I have an amen? And this is just practically speaking. These are three things that I think it's important to leave behind. Old history, old hurts, and old habits. They have to be left behind in our past if we're going to advance forward. Now, what I'm about to say is going to be truth, but it's going to be a little hard to swallow. And it's hard for me to swallow, but I want to say it. You can't go back and undo the things that have happened in your life. None of us can. None of us have the ability to rewind and go back and undo or redo. I wish we could, but we don't. And if you choose to dwell on them and you don't mix faith with your new year, then what's going to happen is it's going to, it's going to suck the life from you just like those leeches in my childhood. See, it's very, very important that we remove, the Bible says remove anything that encumbers us. It says the sin that so easily trips you up. You know, we, we can't run our race to our fullest potential when we have things that are entangling our lives and keeping us from moving forward. Here's what I like to say. I can't go back and change the beginning, but I can start where I'm at and I can change my ending. And for all of you, I want that to be something that resonates in your heart and in your mind. I mean, clearly all of us have things that we would do differently if we had it to do over again. But the fact is, we can't go back and change the beginning. But here's what we can do. We can start right now, here today, January 2nd, 2022, and we can change the ending. See, we have the power through the Holy Spirit to make that difference. Can I have an amen? It's really the core of my message today. Josh and Tim and I, we've been talking. We're so excited about our new year. We're excited about our growth. I love our church. I'm so thankful that we have a church that's growing, 
that is progressing. I mean, each and every year there's something new. There's a new building. There's a new thing taking place in our ministry. This is a ministry that's alive. It's a ministry that's fueled by the Holy Spirit. It's a ministry that's full of faith. It's people who experience the supernatural move of God. And I know the Lord has more of that for us in store. Listen, God, God has cattle on a thousand hills. His supplies are never depleted. And, and time has no effect on the Lord. God's eternal. God never grows weary in keeping his promises. They're just as fresh today as the day that they were given. Can I have an amen? And man, that ought to fire you up and get you excited because God, his promises that he made to Abraham, and because we are through that seed, through Christ, those promises are ours. Those promises are just as fresh as if they were given yesterday, hot off the press. I want to take a minute to talk about some things that we need to take forward with us into 2022. And I'm, I'm going to run through these fairly quickly. I'm not going to take a lot of time to, to really uh, go through each one just simply for the sake of time. We don't have time. So if you want to jot these down, I encourage you to write them down or take them, you know, in your phone, and then go back this week and just kind of reflect over these things. Because once again, I do believe, you know, alignment precedes assignment, and, and we have to get some things aligned. So let's just talk about what to take forward. Well, number one, I think you need to take your faith life forward, your relationship with God. Practically speaking, I'm talking about prayer. I'm talking about reading your word and reading other self-help books. You know, for some of you, you may not be readers, so the, the Audible uh, app is a great app to use. The Audible Bible, man, is a great thing to use. And our pastor talks every year about reading the Bible all the way through, and I'm sure he'll be talking about that here next Sunday when he gets up here. Uh, but the Audible Bible is a great way that you can read the Bible all the way through. But this is something that we all need to take forward and improve upon. I think being intentional and blocking out time in our schedule to pray is absolutely important. Blocking out time in our schedule to read our word, to read self-help books, to spend time in worship is absolutely important. Well, well, Paul, you know, I'm not a good reader and I'm not really all that into worship. Listen, we're talking about new things. We're talking about new things. We're talking about leaving old things behind and becoming new, right? Becoming new. So that means that you are going to have to partner with God to make changes in your life if you're going to come into something new. You're going to have to take a leap of faith. Can I have an amen? Take a leap of faith into something new. Another thing I think is important for us to take forward into 2022 is our marriage life your relationship with your spouse, or for those who are not married, it could be your courting life or your dating life if you're in a relationship. Basically, this has to do with, the, with romance. You know, if you're anything like me, it's very easy to get busy with life. Man, we've all got so much going on all the time, and man, we're just meet ourselves <laughs> coming and going. And, and in the midst of all that, uh, we can definitely take our significant other for granted. And none of us necessarily plan on overlooking that important area, but the truth is we often do. So let's all be a little bit more intentional. You know, date nights and um, you know, you know, all of the good things like quality time and gift giving and acts of service and words of affirmation. These are all things that I think that we can do with one another for those of us who are in relationships. Another thing that I think is important to take forward is family life. And this would be your immediate family and your extended family. Once again, it's one of those areas that, that can be neglected because of so busy. 
and what life demands of us. And it's just really easy to get in a flow of, of work and school and life and, and, you know, all of our things that we've got going on. Uh, but I want to encourage you, you know, be intentional in family life and make time. You know, sit down at the dinner table together as a family. We, we've done this, and we still do this today. I mean, 6 to 6.30, we're sitting at the table. We've established a habit pattern in our life, and we're going to spend time together, and we're going to talk. And, you know, we really try to be intentional with our kids when we're growing up. That's not a time to make corrections. That's not a time to address problems. That's just a time to sit down at the table together and love one another and talk about our day and bond and connect. We don't have people going to different rooms, you know, and doing their own thing at dinner time. That was a time that we come together, uh, doing activities together, playing games together. My wife will often say, hey, do y'all want to play a game? You know, let's, let's do something. You know, instead of just everybody sitting around on their device and, and, and numbing out and not making those connections. So those activities, whether it be outdoor or indoor, uh, you know, doing some family life. For, if you're a grandparent in here, uh, you know, your, your grandkids, as they start getting older, um, it, you have to be more individual time with them instead of, you know, just doing things with all of them because they're so little bitty, it isn't really going to matter. But when they start getting older, as a grandparent, you need to start taking individual time with each grandchild and doing special things with them. Another area I think it's important that we uh, move forward in is a balance in office life, work life, school life. Uh, making sure that we have a balance there. You know, nobody on their deathbed ever wished that they spent more time at the office. Nobody, ever. <clears throat> nobody on their deathbed wished that they spent more time at school or on the basketball court. You know, what they wished was that they spent more time with things that mattered most. And that's with family, and that's with friends, and that's investing yourself into people. So it's just about keeping our priorities right. Number five, I think it's important that we have a balance in our digital life as we move forward into 2022. And man, this has become a huge challenge, obviously, for all of us. Uh, you, you know, when, it, when the digital revolution first started happening, we start, first started having smartphones in our hands. It was mainly young people that this was an issue with, and all the old people would complain about all the young people. But guess what? Now it's all of us. This is all an area for all of us, and it could be texting, it could be social media, it could be streaming media, it could be games. You know, Apple's even trying to help us out by sending us little updates. You, you got yours today, and my, on my, my report on my phone said that my viewing time this past week was down 5%, so I gave myself a high five, which is really, really Good, but you know, I don't know if you know this, but the average person in the United States spends four to five hours a day on their phone. That was shocking to me. And especially when Apple first sent me my report and I saw that I was on my phone four and a half hours a day, well, then you can go and look, okay, why am I on my phone four and a half hours a day? Well, the majority of mine, two thirds of mine was texting, you know, because there's, I got a lot of friends <laughs> that fill this room, you know, and a lot of people that I talk to. So I just think it's very important that we're very careful taking balance in to 2022 uh, with our digital life. Another thing I think it's important that we take forward is ministry life. Now, it'd be very tempting for you to say, well, Paul, I'm not in ministry, so this doesn't really apply to me. But listen, if you're a Christian, if you're a believer, you're called to ministry. We're all called to ministry. 
And I really want to encourage you. You know, Jesus set the example for us. He came that, he said, I have come to serve, not be served. He, he said, I came to lay down my life. And so Jesus set this example for all of us. And if you're a member here at Christian Ministries Church, or if you're listening by podcast or watching our live stream and you're a member of another church, listen, you have a responsibility to serve. You have a responsibility to be involved in ministry. And there's all kinds of areas here in our church that you can get involved in. Man, we have like the lyrics that on the computer to put words up on the screen. We have people running sound, people running cameras right now, people running lights. We have the coffee shop where you can serve. We have uh, places that you can come and greet people. You can come on Tuesdays, you can help clean, you can come tomorrow morning and help pack up all the Christmas. You can be involved in kids ministry or youth ministry. There's all kinds of areas that you can get involved in. We're called to serve. Jesus set that example for us, and I think that's very important that we take that into 2022. Another thing, number seven, I think is important is our financial life. Our financial life. Now, some of you may need to move this up a little higher. I don't know. These aren't necessarily in any particular order, but maybe you need to move this up a little bit higher on your scale. Your financial life has to do with four areas, okay? Four areas. Earning, spending, saving, and giving. Earning, spending, saving, and giving. And it's really important that we have a savings account. Even if you're a young person in here, I think it's very important for you and moms and dads, it's something you can be listening to. Um, If your child's really, really young, you need to open them up a savings account. Get some money in there. Begin to give them a vision for putting money in their savings account. Every birthday, every Christmas, every Easter, when you get that $20 bill in that Easter egg, at least that's one of the things that our kids got when they were growing up, which that's always a cool gift to get. Money's the gift that just keeps on giving, right? I mean, nobody can go wrong with giving money. But you got to be saving. you got to be putting money back. And you need to keep a close eye on your spending. you got to make sure that you're not spending more than you're earning. You can't be like the federal government. You won't get by with that like they do, right? You know, when we spend more than we earn, we go broke. And then they come take all our stuff, and they can even imprison you. So you don't want to be that person. And then obviously giving is very important. Giving is just vital that we're, you know, not just of our, our time and our talent and our abilities, but also financially we're paying our tithe, and we're going above and beyond the tithe, and we're giving our offering, and that can be helping other people, helping other ministries, different areas. So financial life is something very important to take forward. Uh, Social life, I think, is another important area, uh, and this is the amount of time that you spend with others, okay? Now, I think many people underdo this. I'm just going to tell you, I think a lot of people underdo this. And just hear me out, you being here right now is not what I'm talking about, okay? You're like, well, I'm being social today. No, this is not being social. This is just what we do on Sunday, and, you know, we give high fives and hugs, and we say hi to people. But I'm talking about, you know, spending quality time with people, okay? So so let's just look at this just a second. We all need people, but we all need the right people. So you got to have quantity, uh, a certain amount of time with real people. I'm not, I'm not talking like virtual 
people. I'm not talking about texting. Not, not that there's anything wrong with that. Those are all tools, and I'm, I'm grateful to have those tools, and I'm grateful to be able to, you know, look on Facebook and see people's kids growing up and life and connect with them on FaceTime. I think all, all that's great, but I'm talking about making real physical connections with people. I think that's very important, and we spend quality time with them, quantity time with them, right? Not, so, so both of those are very important. Then we also have to make sure that we're careful. The people that we are spending time with, are they quality people? You know, are they of character and are they provoking us and stimulating us to do right things or to do wrong things? Another area I think is important to carry forward is our attitude toward life. You know, it, it's easy as a believer to become a faithless believer. I don't know if y'all have noticed that. Y'all know there's a lot of Christian atheists in the world? There are. There are a lot of people, they believe in God, but their belief in God doesn't translate into any kind of effect in any area of their life. It doesn't change how they live their life, how they entertain themselves, how they think, how they approach problems, how they handle their money. They're just Christian atheists. Well, the devil believes in God, and he trembles. So I think it's very, very important for us in our attitude toward life that we have an attitude of faith, of hope, and expectancy. Now, I'm just going to be honest with you. When I watch preachers on television being overly optimistic, it annoys me to pieces. I'm just telling you. I feel like it's fake. I feel like they're trying to conjure something up. I feel like they're trying to stimulate me and get me to a, uh, into some hype. But the fact of the matter is, that's exactly what they're doing. And whether that is something that rubs you the wrong way or the right way, and I've really had to work on my attitude in this area, is we all need that, in, that stimulation. We all need that encouragement. You know, nobody likes to be around people who are hopeless. Nobody wants, nobody wants to live their life full of fear and worry. And, and depression. No, we got to be people who are full of hope and expectancy. And listen, just because it didn't work out for you last time doesn't mean it won't this time. Just because something has fallen through in the past doesn't believe doesn't mean that it can't come through in the future. No doesn't all doesn't necessarily mean never. And a closed door doesn't always mean it's a missed opportunity. Sometimes you have to take a step back before you can take a step forward. And that's just, just the way God works. So I think having the right attitude toward life. And I think another area here is to have an attitude of thankfulness and gratitude. Amen? I mean, God, I'm just thankful to be alive. I'm thankful for what you blessed me with. I'm thankful for the people that you surrounded me with. I'm thankful for the good life that you, I'm thankful for the health that I do have. God, I'm thankful, I'm grateful. I think that's very important to take that attitude forward with us. Another area to take forward is our creative life, our creative life. This has to do with dreams and goals and plans that you have in your life. You know, I'm, once again, I'm thankful we have a progressive church in the sense that, you know, we're always gonna, you know, dream bigger. 
We're always going to shoot for the stars. We're, we, you know, we hear people say all the time that have gone away from our campus for two or three years and they come back and go, wow, the growth, man, you guys got new buildings. You know, you got something happening new all the time. And I'm really thankful about that in our church. And I think it's important that you have this attitude in your own life. You know, you can reach a certain age where you just settle in and you stop dreaming. But I want, you know, I don't care if you're 85 or 90 years old in here today. If you're still here, God's still got a plan. If you're still here, God's still got dreams and goals and things for you to fulfill in life. And I want to encourage you, don't ever stop dreaming. Keep thinking of ways to grow. Keep thinking of new ways to embedder yourself. Keep thinking of new ways to reach more people and to bless more people. Number 11, a thing we need to take forward is a, is a healthy mental life. And this has to do with what you're thinking and, and what you're dwelling on. Are your thoughts overly negative or are they overly positive? Now, obviously, we all have to convert negatives to positives every day because of our carnal nature, it's fighting us. We live in the flesh, you know, we live in this earth suit, and as long as we do, that will be something that we will have to combat and we will have to overcome. And, and wow, especially all that's been happening in our world the last couple of years, and, and you know, like, well, we've talked about this a lot, but I think you have to be very careful about how much news you watch, how much of that you let into your life, because, you know, they, they run on the hype of sensationalism, and usually it's the hype of negativity, you know, and it's just 24 hours, and that's not going to make you healthy. So is your thought life in order? Is it under the control of the Holy Spirit, or are your thoughts just running unbridled, just loose? No, the Bible talks about, you know, we take captive every thought, right, that tries to exalt itself above our knowledge of God, and we bring it into submission and obedience to Christ. And so our thought life has to be something, our mental life has to be something that we keep healthy. And then last but not least, number 12, is our physical life. And I just want to encourage you to make some goals in this new year for exercise, um, you know, for diet, for eating healthy. And I'm not, I'm not talking about like dieting. I'm talking about your normal diet of food that you eat. Let's try to work on making it more healthy. And, and you know, whether that's you uh, get out and start walking, uh, start working out, start running, join Run for God. We've got a great group here that will be starting up again in February, but whatever it is, make it your goal to make some healthy changes in that area of your life. These 12 evaluations, I believe, are very helpful. I believe they're things that ought to be taken forward with us as we go in to 2012. And I want to end with this. I also think there's five important questions for you to ask yourself as we move in to 2022. The first one is, what is my life's purpose? What is my life's purpose? And the reason this is important is because Proverbs 29, 18 says this. If people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. But when they attend to what he reveals, they are most blessed. Now, some of you may be stumbling right now because you haven't made your purpose in life clear. And if you don't have a clear purpose, you will stumble through life. See, if your purpose isn't clear, then anything and everything is open for grabs. 
You don't really have any defined direction that you're going. You kind of catch yourself getting involved in this and getting involved in that or just having no desire to be involved in anything because you're not walking in your purpose. It hasn't been defined. If you don't know why you exist, you don't know what to say yes to and you don't know what to say no to. The scripture tells us where to look to find our purpose. In Colossians 1.16, it says, For everything, absolutely everything above and below, visible and invisible, rank after rank of angels, everything got started in him and finds its purpose for him. And so see, if you're, if you're wanting to find your purpose today, then the only place that you're going to find it is in him. Trust me, I've looked and looked into a lot of areas trying to find fulfillment and purpose, and you're just simply not going to find it in any other place. Ephesians 1.11 says, Through our union with Christ, we too have been claimed by God as his own inheritance. Before we were even born, he gave us our destiny. See, that's what I was talking to you about earlier that we would fulfill the plan of God who always accomplishes every purpose and plan in his heart. And obviously, you know, one way that you do that is by attending church regularly. And I really want to encourage you in your new year is to make church attendance. I think that's definitely one of those things. I mean, I'm kind of preaching to choir, obviously, because you guys are here. <clears throat> but making church attendance something is, is a place that you can discover your purpose and develop your purpose. We have lots of tools and great sermons here that can help you walk into that. The second question is, what am I doing to accomplish that purpose? See, I had, a, I had a vision to come here this Sunday and share this message with you, okay? I had a vision for that, to, to help you and to empower you. As a matter of fact, that's a big part of my purpose, is to help empower and equip people. That's what God's called me to do. Well, for me to accomplish my vision of empowering you today... Just practically, I had to set time aside. I had to study. I had to go over notes. I had to pray. I had to collect thoughts. I had to begin to build this message and practice this message and pray over this message. So is how you're living your life now lining up with question one? See, that's, that's what we've got to look at. Psalms 90 verse 12 says, teach us to number our days and to recognize how few they are, help us to spend them as we should. And we have to think, we have to access, we have to evaluate our lives to be able to know what we're supposed to be doing. <clears throat> so for example, is your schedule right? Do you wake up at the right time? Do you go to bed at the right time? You know, the, just practically speaking, ordering this in your life. See, that, that basically what that means is you have a system, okay? For, like, for example, here at our church, we have systems in place. We have all kinds of systems here that are working all the time. To make this service happen today, there were all kinds of systems that we have in place that people had to fill those roles in those systems so that this service could be done like it was today, that worship could happen, the live stream can happen, the podcast could be recorded, could be put out next week. There's a lot of systems that we have in place. And for us to fulfill our purpose here at Christian Ministries of equipping the saints, we have to work within those systems. Well, the same is true in your life. You have to work within a framework of systems for you to be able to accomplish the purpose that God has for you. 
The third question you need to ask yourself is, how am I doing? In other words, you, just, you have to evaluate your life. And I think this is something that is very important to do at the beginning of a new year. You know, Tori was up here stage host and talking about journaling and, and collecting her thoughts. And I think this is something that's very good for all of us. So you give an assessment. Proverbs 27, 23 says, A shepherd should pay close attention to the faces of his flock and hold close to his heart the condition of those that he cares for. And here at CMC, I want you to know your pastors and the staff here, that's something that we take very seriously. Keeping the faces of our people before us through prayer, making sure that we're connecting you, making sure that we're spending adequate time praying and, and studying so that we can present food and bread to our people that will keep you healthy and strong and moving forward and growing. We have weekly meetings here to discuss whether or not we're accomplishing those goals. We have staff meetings and we discuss, okay, how did we do Sunday? How did we accomplish our goals? Did, we, did everything get done the way it was supposed to? How was the service? How was kids church? How was youth group? How are our connect groups doing? How is Christian Ministries Academy doing? How is Leaders Academy doing? See, you have to look over and count what matters to you. And for you as a follower of Christ, as an individual, you have to make some assessment of your own life and ask the question, how am I doing? How are you doing? Do you have a vision? Are you pursuing that vision? See, this is a good question to ask yourself. The fourth question is, what are my values? What are my values? Ask yourself, what are your values? Now, my greatest value, and I set this in my life when I got saved, was that I would love the Lord my God with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength. Because that is the greatest commandment. So for me, I believe that the greatest commandment ought to be my greatest value. So putting God first in my life is my greatest value, and, and that has been very instrumental for me because that value has become a compass that has directed the course of my life. The second greatest commandment is like it, love your neighbor as yourself. And so the second greatest value I have is love people. Love God, love people. Those are important values in my life, and especially young adults. You know, young adults was a, a call that I got years and years ago from the Lord, and I, I want to help empower young adults. Well, how do I do that? Well, that means that I'm going to have to spend time with them. I'm going to have to invest in them. I'm going to invest my time, my resources, my money. I'm going to have to love them, connect with them. This is something that is a value in my life. I love God. I love people. And another value that I have is I pursue excellence. This is something that God put in my heart many years ago. I don't want to halfway do things. I want to give my best to what I'm doing. Now, this can be kind of irritating sometimes to me and to others, but for the most part, the outcome of pursuing excellence in my life, the benefit of that has just been far beyond any frustration that I may have experienced or others may have experienced. But I don't want to do things halfway. And then the last question is, what is most important right now? What is most important right now? And this applies to everyone, no matter what season of life that you're in. What is most important right now? Where I'm at right now, in the season of life that I'm in right now, what is the most important thing right now? Because you can't do everything. You just simply can't. <clears throat> but you've got to do something. 
So I think it's best for you to find out what's the most important thing for me to do right now. There's a lot of things that I could buy. There's a lot of places I could go. There's a lot of things that I could do. There's a lot of relationships. There's a lot of this. There's a lot of that. But what's the most important thing for me right now? I think another way to look at this question is, what am I not doing that I should be doing? And what am I doing that I don't need to be doing? You know, and I ask myself that question. And I think it's good for all of us to evaluate and assess as we're moving into 2022, what am I doing that I don't need to be doing and what am I not doing that I need to be doing? And and let's readjust. Once again, alignment precedes assignment. Can I have an amen? Well, I want to close out our time together just having a little bit of ministry before we leave and embark on 2022. It's January 2nd. It's the second day of the new year of 2022. And man, I'm telling you, church, we are praying for you and your family. I've already been praying for you and your family that this is going to be a great year for you. Our prayer is that you will have a blessed year. And that doesn't necessarily mean it'll be an easy year, but it definitely will be a fruitful year, a year of growth, a year of moving forward, a year of leaving things behind, a year of stepping out in faith, taking a leap, moving deeper into your relationship with God, going further, doing more than you've ever, ever done. Aaron, if you want to put on a little ministry music, you guys stand with me this morning. Let's just take a second together just before we exit the building. Those of you watching by live stream, if you just want to stand right where you are, if you're listening by podcast, Let's just take a moment together. I want to encourage you. You're going to have to shift your focus this year. You're going to have to shift your focus to eternal things. Things that last forever, not temporary things. Temporary things are great. God wants us to have them. If he didn't, when we got saved, we would have immediately gone to heaven. So God obviously knows that we're in the world, but we're not of the world. And so we got to shift our focus to eternal things. And I want to encourage you today, if you're here and maybe you're new or maybe you're watching by live stream or listening by podcast and you haven't really, you know, like gone all in for God. Maybe you've kind of been in and been out, but you haven't really gone all in. You haven't really given God your all. And and listen, you could be sitting here in this room and you could have been a member of this church for the last 15 or 20 years and not gone all in for God. I remember doing ministry at a church many years ago and there was a lady that had played the the organ in that church for 30 years and that Sunday morning she got saved because she had never gone all in for God. And I wanna encourage, that's not something for you to be afraid of. God's faithful, God loves you. God's gonna be there right with you, but I wanna encourage you to take that leap. It may be scary, but let me tell you, listen, it's the best decision you could ever make. The absolute best decision. I have no regrets of going all in for God. No regrets whatsoever. I wanna pray over you this morning. If you just bow your head with me. And I'm going to pray this prayer, but I want this to be your prayer. Lord, you know my heart. 
and you understand my deepest wants and needs, you know my every intention. You know me better than I know myself. And there's nowhere that I could run to to escape your presence. Nothing I could hide from you. You alone are worthy of my praise. And God, I don't always know what to ask for when I pray. My soul is often weary. Sometimes I become tired. Often I find myself worrying about making the right decision. But I want to live a life that honors you. And even though I may feel like I can't move forward or see what's ahead, you see me. And you know me. So please guide me. Show me the paths that lead to abundant life and draw me near when I'm tempted to stray from you. I place my hope in you at all times because God, you know all things. And you hold my life in your hands. You are my strength in times of need. You are my salvation. You are my foundation. So hold me close, Lord. And God, teach me in 2022 to walk in a manner worthy of the calling that you have given me. Lord, direct my steps as you guard my life. Because God, I want to honor you in all that I do. And Father, I just thank you for Christian Ministries and the members of Christian Ministries Church. I thank you for all those that are listening by live stream and by podcast. Lord, we are your children. We belong to you. And God, we move forward into 2022 with anticipation, with hope, with faith, and with joy. Knowing, God, that you go before us. You have predestined us to be children of God. Lord, we love you. Go before us this week. God, use us. And we thank you, Lord, for all that you did in 2021, all that you brought us through. But God, that's in the past. That's, that's done. It's over. Now we look forward. We look forward into 2022 and all that you have for us. And we pray all this in Jesus' name. And everyone said amen and amen. God bless you. See you next Sunday. And if you can be here tomorrow, join us for cleanup. You have been listening to the CMC Podcast. For more information about CMC, our different conferences, Christian school, college internship, resources, and more, go to cmchurch.com.